1: Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level.
2: Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. your home for all movie, TV, streaming, and other film news from around the industry. Join us as we dive into the latest headlines. Hello and welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Leese. For today's episode of Classic Rewind, we're taking a look at Rainbow First Blood Part Two. You can catch the episode, of our episode of the first Rainbow movie, by clicking the little icon up there somewhere. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Visit Pondex.com and use the promo code Larry21 for 10% off your purchase. And now, let's get into Rambo First Blood Part 2. And now, onto our review of Rambo First Blood Part 2, which was released in 1985. Three years into his prison sentence, Vietnam veteran John Rambo, played by Sylvester Stallone of course, is pulled out of incarceration to participate in a secret reconnaissance mission into Vietnam to look for prisoners of war still in custody. The mission is supposed to be a whitewash, but when Rambo actually finds prisoners still being tortured by Vietnamese and Russian soldiers, he's abandoned by his government and forced to fight for himself. Rambo came to cinemas three years after First Blood had been a popular hit and managed to eclipse the original movie more than twice over at the global box office become one of the most iconic american films of the 1980s inspiring countless copies ripoffs and parodies it's also terrible more than that it's a remar- remarkable and thoughtless inversion of a, of close to everything the original film represented when first blood bemoaned the human cost of the vietnam war rambo goes back to win the conflict in a defective fish fashion where first blood was a tragedy about a broken veteran forced by circumstance back into brutal violence Rambo actively celebrates that same veteran machine gunning, strangling, stabbing, and shooting with arrows, literally dozens of enemy combatants. One film was a savage indictment of the American state, the other jingoistic act of blind crass patriotism. Rambo is sent on a solo mission to photograph a Vietnamese army base. It is supposed to be deserted. His superiors, personified by the dodgy CIA operative Murdoch, needed to be deserted so they could... They can parade Rambo and his photographs in Congress and stop grieving families from pressing them to investigate for surviving prisoners of war. When Rambo finds an active prison camp with starving American prisoners and tries to rescue one to show proof of life in the U.S., he gets abandoned by the government and captured by the Soviet colonel who runs the camp. It is the It is the ultimate 1980s American action cinema, simultaneously decrying the government as untrustworthy while celebrating the traditional American exceptionalism, and has been a cultural cornerstone for decades. Is shoehorned a Russian villain into a Vietnamese story to emphasize the Cold War, Feeling, feeding into a Reagan-friendly narrative of American winning that Cold War? Rambo even asked Colonel Troutman before he leaves for Vietnam, do we get to win this time? The Colonel responding, that's up to you. The film's politics are blunt, in simplistic and Ramo's spirited speech at the film epilogue feels remarkably trite and naive, particularly in comparison to the same character's emotional breakdown at the climax of First Blood. What is more, in retrospect, the film, feel, the film feels actively cruel. At the end, it was produced. Rumors were widespread that Vietnam had not repatriated all of their prisoners in 1972. Many Americans believe that prisoners were left behind to be tortured and interrogated for a whole extra decade. In 1982. James Gritz of Decorated Greenbury led a mission into Cambodia to find POWs. He found nothing but gained a lot of publicity at the time. No prisoners were ever found because it turns out they were very likely not there. Sustaining the myth that a film like this and the Chuck Norris vehicle missing in action just seems like keeping a hope alive in American families that would have been better off grieving. Stallone does his best, but the nuance of Rambo is gone in the screenplay, as Colonel Troutman Again, goes for a dignified but passive role. He's watchable, but the stakes feel much lower for him the second time around. As the Russian lieutenant colonel Petrovsky, Stephen Berkov sleepwalks in his way through a combination of glares and sneers. He always did Hollywood work to fund his personal theater projects, but he is rarely less enthused on screen than he seems here. With his sight... Side- Sidekick, played by Julia Nixon, the film also gets to be fairly racist as well. Nixon performs Nixon performs a role with a clipped and fairly neutral American accent, except that the screenplay has dropped out particular words like the and and. What mean expendable? She asks Rambo at one point, one of numerous lines that simply make her sound like a racist idea of a funny joke. The film is passively directed by George P. Casimatos, but there's nowhere near the intensity that... The Ted Kochif, brought to First Blood. There is never a sense that Rainbow is any is in any real danger and therefore very little tension. The aerial sequences are a bright spot. It's a little wonder that when Rainbow 3 came around, it was aerial director Peter McDonald who sat in the director chair. First Blood is a bona fide American classic. Rainbow First Blood Part 2 just feels like cheap and lazy propaganda. Sure it was popular at the time, but so were a lot of terrible things. It is a film of its time. It is really best off staying there. That's that <coughs> that it's the most famous and one we've seen installment in the franchise is almost criminal. And that is our review of Rainbow First Blood. Part two. Let us know in the comment section below what you thought of the film. And now moving on to our newest favorite segment, the Poddex segment where we pull a card from the virtual deck from the Poddex app. And today's question is, as soon as it pulls up, today's question is, how often do you go to the movies? I'm going to say probably, I'm going to go with at least like once a month, maybe twice. I used to go a lot, but then I got a puppy, and that complicates it all. So, as always, thank you for watching. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. As always, you can find us on all social media platforms. uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to The Cinema Gold Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. And as well as support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash
0: Gold.